Good morning and welcome to the final show of the week, Patriot Radio News Hour. Yeah, it was that short week. We had President's, I guess, President's Day on Monday. We were closed, so only four days we were here. And what a four days it was. The the rally that is gold and silver continuing. Uh, both are up. Matter of fact, silver's up really nicely again today. Silver's up over 20 cents, 1833. Gold's up. Another five bucks, twelve hundred and fifty-five. Now puts gold up nine percent year to date. Little brother silver, however, doing a little better, up fourteen percent year to date. As uh, you know, you, you talk about. I guess these they're all excited. The Dow's been up eight days in a row, and of course, you know it's up like twenty, thirty, forty dollars. It's actually a down at least for right now this morning. Uh, But both the metals outperforming the equity markets, and and I think we're going to see this pattern. You know, and I I said it most of last year, all of this year, we've started in the the next phase of this bull market. You know, there was a, I guess, a reprieve, you know, when when gold hit the 1900, it pulled back, and and really followed very, very similar pullbacks that gold experienced on the way to that 1900. We're going to talk about that, uh, really lay out uh, the the groundwork of of where the next leg is going to go. We had another, well, it's, it's really starting to pile up on the retail side, the the death of the American Mall accelerating. Uh, major announcement this morning out of J.C. Penny. I tweeted it out earlier. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter at Patriot Trading One, I encourage you to do so. 130 to 140 stores, two distribution centers to be closed in the next uh, couple of months, and that's just the beginning. I think you're going to see. You know, Penny's probably still has to close another. Five six hundred stores over the next couple of years. Uh, also, not to be outdone, L Brand. For those of you that don't know, L Brand. That's Victoria's Secret Bed Bath and, or not Bed Bath and Beyond, Bath and Body Works. Uh, also in the news as, well, again, customer traffic just not there. But don't worry, they'll just seasonally adjust it all. I don't know. You know, we talked this week about retail or restaurants and how could they say they're hiring when there's less of them. Same thing with the retailers. Uh, so, uh, But we'll get you up to speed on that as well. Uh, go out to the website today, allamericangold.com. Uh, just some great articles. Read the article about the pension systems. You're not going to want to miss it. Listen, taxes are going up. I know Donald Trump's talking about tax cuts. Uh, but, but in order for these cities and these states to take care of their pension obligations, uh, it's just really starting to wreak havoc. One of these, I guess, unintended consequences of the Federal Reserve. Uh, we talked about uh, Danielle DiMartino Booth's book, Fed Up. A matter of fact, she retweeted out one of our tweets. We're, we're chasing right now. We think we're going to be able to get her in. Uh, this ought to be outstanding. We're going to get a, hopefully, uh, Ramon is working on it. Hopefully we'll be able to get her on the air and really get an in-depth look at what it is that the Federal Reserve does, how they do it, uh, and really, 
you know, get somebody that's been on the inside. So I'm really hopeful that is going to happen. Uh, and, and even if not, I'll be breaking down her book all next week. It's been fascinating, really, truly. But it, you know what? Re- fascinating, yet not surprising. Right? They've surrounded themselves with all the academia, and, and essentially, anytime the numbers don't fit the model, just change the number. Uh, we had housing sales. We'll go over those as well, uh, both existing and new home sales, and and really take a look at what the mortgage application market is telling us about what is next. So we over the last two days, we had existing home sales. We also had new home sales this morning, uh, and then mortgage applications, uh, which are, are really the precursor of what's, what's the closings going to look like for spring, right? What's going to happen in March, in April, uh, and into May. So we'll break all of those things down for you. Uh, don't forget, make sure you follow our podcast. We talked about how we're going to start doing some extra podcasts. Uh, that may happen as early as next week. So make sure you go out to allamericangold.com and follow us there. Uh, talked about Twitter, at Patriot Trading One, at Facebook, at Patriot Trading Group. Uh, just all the don't forget our blog i mean we got so much stuff going on anymore it really is uh incredible as we tried to make sure everybody you know we got to keep up all these all the younger generation this is how they do business we are working on our website to where it'll show up better on your cell phone yeah it's got to get done right that way because i <laughs> Really, that's how a lot of people uh, make it happen. So we're working on all that. Got all kinds of exciting things happening, and and of course the the biggest thing really has to do with uh, what is happening overseas. We haven't talked about it at all yet. We're going to talk about it this morning. Bond yields in Germany hit new all-time record lows. Matter of fact, the two-year boom in Germany almost negative 1%. And people are wondering just how long the euro is going to make it. And I'll tell you right now, it's not going to last very long. Just like the U.S. dollar is not going to last very long, just like all the other fiat floating currencies are not going to last very long. Listen, we can pretend and act like everything's whatever you can. But when you look underneath it, when you look underneath the hood, when you look underneath the sheets, not a very pretty picture. Patriot Radio News Hour got a great show lined up for the final show of the week. Don't touch that dot. Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Our toll-free number 800 951 uh, premiums are obviously rising again. We knew they would. Uh, but still, when you think about, you know, where historically they are, you're still saving, you know, a good $30, $40 an ounce in, in premium, at least uh, for today. Uh, so make sure, you know, when you start looking at this rally and you start thinking about, you know, what gold has been doing, really, and really go back, you know, you go back to, I guess, 2000, 2001. And I think that was really when you realized, okay, 
we're not going to pay off the debt. Right, because you remember, you know, we had the dot com before the dot com bubble burst, and and we were going to pay down, you know, pay off the debt, and that was how uh, we were going to save all the money and interest we were saving on the debt could go to Social Security and Medicare, and everything was going to be wonderful. And and that was about when you started to real okay. Mm, those pretend budget surpluses that we had in the Clinton years, those two years, uh, really just turned out to be just that, mirages. And as the as that started to happen, you had gold starting to run. Right? And you think all the way back to where, you know, when Great Britain sold all of their gold. Well, not all, but a lot of it, right? And they made the big announcement and the price of gold fell to two hundred and fifty something bucks, two hundred and fifty three dollars, something like that. And then as gold started to gain momentum, went back above three hundred, went went above four hundred, got up to almost five hundred, and then went all the way back down. Went back down into the low threes. And that was really when I started. Gold was in the low three hundred, and then it was then it rallied, went to four, went to five, right? Almost, almost uh, got to six, and then it pulled back. It went all, and it went all the way back down into the high three. And every time it corrected, you know, anywhere from thirty to almost, what, 40, 45%. And then gold went from about 400, went all the way to 750. And then it pulled back. And from 750, it pulled back to back into the force. And then it went all the way to 1,050. Right? It, it took out the old previous all-time highs and went to 1,050. From there, gold fell all the way back down to 700. And then from 700, it really went, what, right to 1900? Well, not right to, right? It, but year after year, it went to 1900. And then where did it pull back to? That 1,050 didn't quite get to 1,050. But pretty close to actually, yeah, you know, that's, and I take it back, that's really where it pulled back to. It pulled all the way back to that 1,050 level, right, the previous all-time high. You know, and, and gold has done this multiple times. When it hits a, whether it be an all-time high or when it hit highs that it hadn't hit in years and years and years, it always would correct back to the previous high. And then it would start its run again. So in December of 2015, so we got to go back, not last December, but December before that, that's where gold finished, 1,050. And then, of course, we started rallying. And then we, we ran into the election, and gold's been rallying Again, and and today as another example, there was resistance at twelve fifty. We've taken that resistance out, and like I said, we're going to go 
uh, back to the day of the election. You know, that's about 1270. Uh, and then that spike that you had overnight while all of us were sleeping when Donald Trump was the winner, you know, went to, what, 1330, 1340. We'll be back there very, very quickly. And then you start thinking about all of the things that the president has been talking about. Today, he called for massive, massive spending on defense on top of these tax cuts that he's talking about. And then you have his Treasury Secretary yesterday talking about, hey, we probably need a 100-year bond. Then you start looking at German bond yields. Right, and everyone in Germany, by the way, there's problems with the Italian banks again, right? Greece still isn't fixed. Now they're worried about France, and, and, it, and it, none of these things were fixed. You know, you look at JCPenney today, we're closing 140 stores. Right, and then you, you, you think about L Brand. They're talking about a substantial reduction in mall traffic. In what month? February. They're saying right now traffic is falling off a cliff. And, of course, you know, that's Victoria's Secret. They say that February now looks like a 20% drop in sales. And I tell you, I used to work retail. These are catastrophic-type drops. When you're talking big double digits, 20% 20% drop in sales at stores open at least a year. Bath and Body Works says, hey, we're looking for at least mid-digit single uh, year-over-year sales declines. And, of course, now you're going to wait. We're waiting for what? The next announcement. How many stores are they going to close? Right? And then you start thinking about you know, why it is that all of a sudden gold and silver are rallying again. So when gold rallied to 1900, right, this was right in the heart of what? All the quantitative easing, the bailing out of the banks, right? Interest rates went to zero. And then they got to what? They got to the point where the Federal Reserve just blew up its balance sheet. The Federal Reserve essentially bought $4 trillion worth of debt. I mean, that's what they did to pretend to save them. And then they started talking about what? Oh, things are getting better. And we're going to normalize rates, and we're going to do this and that, and everybody, you know, the stock market rally, the whole shebang. And now here we are, and they're starting to raise rates. But it's almost out of weakness. And now everybody in in the market is starting to say, eh, I don't know about this. Right, yeah, unemployment's at 4.8, but you're really not counting everybody. You're saying there's job growth, but the two biggest, the two biggest areas of jobs, Retail, bars, and restaurants. Retailers, they're clo- they can't close stores fast enough. 
bars and restaurants down 2%. They can't close them fast enough. And then you start thinking about, did they really fix it? And this is where gold and silver are coming again. Now the debt, the debt's twenty trillion. They don't even talk about it. it. It passed twenty trillion. No one said a word. Like, like if we don't talk about it, people won't realize. And here's the thing: you're looking at a a president that's going to spend. This is his plan for the for good or bad. He's going to blow up the deficit, and he knows it. And then you start thinking about if, if this happens, what are going to be the unintended consequences? You know, and you start thinking about what happens when the debt goes up $2 trillion a year? What if it goes up 3 What if we go into another recession and all of a sudden you got a, a $4 trillion deficit? Remember the article I shared with you the other day. How much really is underfunded in Social Security and Medicare? Trillions and trillions. What was it, 80 some trillion dollars? That would have to be in, put into interest accounts today. Today, and every day, every day it doesn't get put in there. What, what happens? That number gets bigger. And then Ramon put up a great story talking about the tsunami that's coming from the pension. It's the, and I just want to make sure, yeah, it's the second article on today's website. And they use some great examples. You know, we talked about Dallas this week. Huge implications for the taxpayer. Then they talk about this article, they talk about Illinois. Illinois is taking their... And let me tell you how pensions work. When they decided to offer all of these, and really, I shouldn't say offer, they've been offering pensions forever. But when they really started to soup them up, it was during the tech bubble. And all of these Wall Street pundits came in and they sold them. Right? They told the unions, hey, listen, no way, we, they could do better. You guys should get all of this money. And they, they told the elected officials, this is going to be a great deal. You just park your money with us, and we're going to get you 10% a year. And then, of course, what happened? That 10% went to 8 went to 6 went to 4 went to 3 went to none. And now all of these pension funds are what? They're slowly saying, okay, well, how about 7.5%? How about that? Of course, they know it's not true. Illinois, here's an example. This is how bad it is. So uh, Illinois is going to take just the teachers from 7.5% down to 7 even though they know they're not going to get seven. That's going to cost the state of Illinois $500 million. 
start thinking about if every half a point for Illinois is $500 million, then the real return is somewhere around 4%. How bad is the problem? And where's that $500 million come from? Right now, just pension debt totals almost $20,000 per household in the whole country. And part of the big problem, what happened to these pension funds? Nobody wants to really point the finger where it belongs. The Federal Reserve did this. They took interest rates to zero. These pension funds buy mostly what? They buy bonds. Right? They buy mortgage-backed securities. They buy commercial real estate securities. All of these things depended upon what? This Federal Reserve interest rate, which 20 years ago, nobody in their wildest imagination ever thought that interest rates would go to negative 1%. But yet, here we are. This is all ever, all over the world that's happening. The tsunami of debt is coming. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a national volunteer organization founded by Phyllis Schlafly and continuing to uphold her legacy by opposing radical feminism and representing a traditional conservative perspective in our nation's capital. Now from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. In recent months, so-called sanctuary cities have been brought to the political forefront. They are cities that refuse to comply with federal immigration laws. San Francisco is one example of a sanctuary city. When city law enforcement refused to cooperate with federal immigration and customs enforcement officials, a young woman named Kate Steinel was killed by an illegal immigrant who was freed. Now, liberal college students want to force their school to adopt sanctuary policies. A student group at Northeastern University called Huskies Organizing with Labor demanded that the school refuse to comply with any new immigration policies that President Trump may introduce. However, these liberal students seem determined to drown out the ever-present nuisance of reality. The students want the university president to protect illegal immigrants who work in the university's dining hall. However, the Northeastern president explained that he has no authority over dining hall workers because campus food service is contracted out to another company. This did not deter the student group. Never let it be said that reality got in the way of a liberal campus group on an ill-advised ideological mission. This incident is more proof that many students have lost sight of the mission of universities like Northeastern. The purpose of a college education is to prepare young people for life in a professional field. A college does not have to cater to a student's feelings, protect a student from opinions that he disagrees with, or provide a safe space on campus. Certainly, a college should not and cannot defy federal immigration authorities simply because they do not agree with the laws that they enforce. America is a land where everyone is allowed to express their opinions openly, even if those views are contrary to the views of lawmakers. However, this freedom stops whenever someone acts in defiance of the laws of the United States. It is time for the students at Northeastern University to accept reality. Their attempt to make their college a sanctuary college will not unelect President Trump and will not stifle the laws that he passes through the constitutional legislative process. 
This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Political correctness is no longer simply about restricting speech patterns. This tool for tyranny has led to employees being fired, pastors silenced, small businesses closed, and truth suppressed. Thankfully, the politically correct can't censor the blog at pseagles.com. Join that conversation at pseagles.com. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. I wonder how many malls these pensions own. (laughs) And I don't mean to laugh, but these are the types of investments that they make. Jim Cramer to better late than never, right? I mean, we told you we told you a year ago, two years ago, this was going to happen. Malls will likely become ghost towns as consumers shift to online alternatives. CNBC's Jim Cramer said today, "Would you see companies like J.C. Penney, Gap, and L Brand?" You start to say to yourself, wow, (laughs) what would happen if a mall just had blank space, blank space, blank space? You know, and I'm sure, listen, this guy, Jim Crabby, rich man, right, he probably shops at, you know, the high-end places, but when you go to the non-main malls all over America, that's what they look like. They look like that now. I mean, yeah, Fashion Square is full, for those of you locals. But go to PV Mall. That's all it is. Blank space, blank space, blank space. Go to Metro Center. Blank space, blank space, blank space. And you start really understanding, wait a minute, all of these things can't be true. Right? Retail can't be creating hundreds of thousands of jobs every year. Can't be. If all of these places are closing. Right now, the closings of these places does kind of correlate with what? The bad GDP numbers we're getting. And really, when you think about it, the closings are like, hey, these GDP numbers probably should be even worse. And then you start thinking about, right now, now you're thinking about, wait a minute, all of these pensions and how upside down they are. And you see all of these cities and these states struggling, and you kind of go like, okay, well, that if more money's got to go to the pension, that means they're spending less money where? On every other thing. That can't be good. Then you start thinking about, wait a minute, We're not even collecting enough money and Social Security and Medicare to pay out right now. There's no money there. This is why, you know, what's so funny is I said, hey, in 10 years, the deficit is going to be $40 trillion. Nobody says a word. I already know it. You know, and they go, oh, it's only going to be $30 trillion. No, it's not. No math supports that. And they sit there and they use these projections that even they know are not true. They know it. 
But they can't use the real number because they use the real number. They got to admit, well, we're broke right now. And then you start really thinking about real. I mean, all of a sudden, didn't it feel like all of a sudden, like, what's, the, what's this huge war on cash? All of a sudden? Think back. Remember when, if, for those of you that have been listening to us for a long time, remember when Cyprus went under and they closed the banks? Right, and they just essentially took what what was I forget what the number was somewhere between forty and sixty percent of the people's money, just took it. And I said, you know, that's just a test. That's just the start. And then they did it to Greece, right? And there, there's another test, right? And then India comes out says we're banning bills, right? The the ECB we're banning the five hundred euro note. In India, they banned the 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 thousand rupee. Was you know you think about what they banned? They banned twelve dollars. In Australia, getting ready, they want to go cashless. And uh, I don't know, is it Sweden? One of the those Sweden or Switzerland, where ninety some percent of the transactions all electronic anyway. Why do you think that is? that they want to ban it all of a sudden. Why not just let it be, hey, if you want to use debit or credit, you want to charge it, great. If you want to pay cash, fine. Why not? And the answer, it's not because of terrorism. It's not because of black markets and drug dealing. It is because governments need the money. Right, so anything that they can get from the black market into the main market where they can tax it and get their hands on, that's good. That's not even really it either. Because they're getting ready to change the money. Because this is what happens. Read a book. You know, you're sitting there and you're saying, oh, well, Joe's just trying to show you. No, I'm not. It's not fear. It's just what's going to happen. Even in that book from Ken Rogoff, The Curse of Cash. That was that. That was the name of the, the Curse of Cash. Here was the chief economist from the IMF, former chief economist of the IMF, Cash and the Curse. And then when you read the book, he talks about all of the old currencies, right? He, according to him, hey, the first one was was China had the first currency, paper currency, fiat currency. What happened? Oh, it went to zero. Right? And he goes and, and he goes from dynasty to dynasty and he goes throughout the centuries and, and they and every one of the chapters ends oh and it went to zero. And eventually it went to zero. And eventually it went to zero. And eventually you're going to go to zero. And my uncle used to say this all the time. The real reason why you own gold is not going to zero. It will always have value, always. And you know what? I can prove it. 5,000 years ago, gold was money. Gold had value. When the Ming Dynasty was using their fiat currency, guess what? Stop being worth anything. Right? Go ask the Russians, is their current now stop being worth anything? 
Argentina, Mexico, go to the Eurozone countries. How much are those French francs worth today? They're not worth anything. And yet here we sit, and gold always has value. And really, when does it go up in value? When people stop believing that the fiat currency that they're using is going to continue. And and you start really starting, when you really start putting all of the pieces to this puzzle together, it all really does make sense. And these are very, very, very intelligent people. And they already know. They know it. It's not payable. Matter of fact, that's another article on our website today. We'll talk about that next. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. As premiums, they're still below the historic norms, but they are rising quickly. Uh, today's special U.S. ten dollar liberties. These are the old ones, eighteen sixty six to nineteen oh seven. And this is really, when you think about it, this is really where we think people should be. And there's really a couple reasons for it, and just a couple. Number one, the most important thing, you're buying it for its gold content. Right? We're not buying it because it's going to be rare and and it's graded or it's this or it's that or someone trying to tell you some, some fish story about, oh, it's going to outperform gold by three and four and five hundred times. It's not going to happen. So you're buying it primarily for its gold content. You can buy it, you can sell it, you can trade it, and you don't get 1099, so it's private. And probably the most important of those uh, of the reasons is the government does consider these to be collectible. And why is that distinction important? It's only important for one reason. In 1933, when the government confiscated gold, there was only one type. They left a loophole for their friends, right? You know, because that's what they do. We know that. We don't like it, but it, that's what they do. They leave loopholes. Right? All of these tax cuts President Trump is talking about. We're going to close these loopholes. was that you could only keep the collectible coins. If you had collectible gold coins, you could keep them. That was it. 90 days after they took them from the citizenry, they increased the price by 75% overnight. Went from 20 bucks to $35 overnight. So just think about those guys that had the gold you could keep, what happened. And really what makes it interesting is now, you know, the government allows you to have a precious metals IRA now, right? We do them all the time here. If you have an IRA or an old 401k from three jobs ago and you want to be in precious metals, we can help you. We'll help you set up a precious metals IRA. It's stored at the Delaware Depository. Gold Star Trust is the company that does it, and they do a great job. Uh, they're, they're not, it's cost effective. It's fifty dollars to, uh, to set up the account. The minimum's five. You got to have at least five thousand. 
and the first for the first hundred thousand, your total fee is only one hundred seventy-five dollars a year. So I think it's a hundred dollar storage fee, and then seventy-five dollar you know maintenance fee for Gold Star. But that's it. That's it. That's all you pay. You're not paying two percent, three percent a year. But the here's the thing that makes it interesting. You can put in Gold Eagle. Heck, you can even put in Proof Gold Eagle. Put in Silver Eagle. You can put in a Maple Leaf. You can put in a Kruger and You can put in a Gold Bar. Guess what you can't put in there? Can't put in a $20 gold piece. You can't put in a $10 gold piece. Can't do it. Why? Because the government says that's not bullion. My guess is they already know. We, I speculate. They already know if they're going to take the gold again. They do. They already know. I'm convinced they already know it. And the first place they'll probably go is probably the IRAs, right? Because that's, hey, here you go. It's not like they're just going to take it from you. You know, they're going to give you, the, they're going to pay you for it. Of course, once they take it, they're going to double or triple the price, right? So you have a chance. And listen, and I also don't know, hey, with a stroke of a pen, the government can do what it wants. And we've seen it happen over and over and over and over again. But my guess is they're going to leave that loophole. And when you can buy it for less than you can buy the bullion for, then why not? Even today, today's a great opportunity. U.S. $10 Liberty gold pieces at six seventy-five. That actually makes them less than a 20 At $675, you can get... The U.S. $10 liberties, these were from 1866 to 1907. And remember, 1907, right, Teddy Roosevelt, he didn't think the coin was, was it wasn't, you know, snazzy enough. wasn't classy enough. It wasn't vibrant enough to represent how great America was. And he you know, commissioned Augusta St. Gaudens and Bella Pratt, and they did the Saints and the Indians, and, and the Liberty Series ended. And you start thinking about, when you, when you get these coins, you think about, I wonder who had this coin in 1888 and 1901. I wonder what it got used for. Right, and it's great material, and and, uh, and of course, all of you regulars already know this. But for you new customers, you're going to be so happy with them. All the dates are clearly legible; they're not worn out flat, they're not bent, they don't have holes in them, nothing like that. Just really nice material, and and really, when you start thinking about what makes gold go higher, right? It's when all of the things that they said we fixed don't act like they're fixed. New home sales today. Another miss. Matter of fact, they went back and revised December lower, November's lower, and October's lower on top of the miss in January. Right? It doesn't fit the model that they say should be happening. 
Patriot Radio News, our final segment of the week, coming up next. We made it to Friday. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. Pick up these tens. Listen, you're going to get great dates. Matter of fact, I can do up to 20 dates. So if you buy 20 $10 lips, you'll have 20 different dates. You really cannot beat that, which means most of them are going to be pre-1900. Uh, so if you're just doing this, the, today's special, this is call-in only. Uh, we have 200 of them available. So just a great amount to have. U.S. $10 Liberties. 675 dollars if you buy 10 we'll give you 10 different dates you buy 20 we'll buy you we can do up to 20 different dates just call us 800-951-0592 that is our toll-free number and really think about this you know when they talk about these rate hikes and all of that where do you think they're really going to go they're never going well i shouldn't say never right i'm going to try and Try to get away from saying that. Could you imagine how bad it would be to fix these pension problems, right? And bring the Fed's funds rate back to 6 or 7%. Do you know what the crushing blow that would do to the national debt? And then you start thinking about how much debt we're getting ready to pile on. And then you really get to understand, you know, it's just a big game, right? They're, they're counting on the fact that they believe that we're uneducated, and they believe this because they haven't told us, right? The mainstream media doesn't tell us. And the reason why they don't tell us is because if you knew what was real, Right, you'd do what? You'd lock up. Maybe you wouldn't buy the new home. Maybe you wouldn't buy the car. Maybe you wouldn't go further into debt, right? Maybe you wouldn't leave all that money in the bank. Maybe you'd sell all your stocks, right? You know. So this is really what the issue is. It's never going back because it can't. And so really when you start thinking about we fixed it, right? This is what they want us to believe. They fixed it. And they know they did fix it, right? They know, well, you know what? Actually, we really broke it. <laughs> and when you really break it, we'll just tell you we fixed it. Here's what they did fix. They fixed all of you people who collected retirement from getting cost of living adjustments. They fixed that. Right? They fixed it all for you to to sit there and earn six or seven or eight percent on a CD at your bank. They fixed that. Right? They they fixed the pensions to ensure all of these people that have their pensions with their cities and their states and whatever it may be, federal pensions can never be funded. They fixed that. Right? They get to to act like hey the you know they lie about the deficit but let's just use the real number a trillion dollars it went up it went up a trillion dollars from January first to December thirty first of twenty sixteen the debt went up a trillion dollars that's fact 
But if the Fed fund rate had been 5 or 6%, it would have went up, what, $3 trillion? So what did they fix, really? 800-951-0592. Call us. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back next week. 